pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great, too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Seven six five four three two one. Hey guys, this is Liz Cambage. This is Nikki Collin. What up guys, this is Ethan Stark. Hey, this is Imani Lee Stafford. Hey, this is Jordan Canada. This is Asia Wilson. Welcome to the WNBA Nation. WNBA Nation, it is so good to have you listening today. We have an exciting, exciting show. My name is Kyle Haywood, and I am joined today by two of my very best friends in the whole wide world. First of all, Logan Jones, let's introduce you. How have you been, Logan? Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm okay, but I'm, I'm here a lot. I don't feel like I'm the main event right now. You know? <laughs> That's true. That's true. We've had you on. We, we've, we've, as if it's like me, like we're, we're the undercard today. Yeah. <laughs> we have Steve oh. Schwartzman back on Mike, everybody. Steve, how's it going? It's me. Hi. I'm the problem. It's Steve. <laughs> it's Steve. It's good to be back. Steve. We have, I don't think that Logan and I, we've been kind of careful to not, not that we couldn't, but just because we felt like it was your news to share. Um, you weren't able to, to be on mic for the last little bit. Would you like to share with the listeners why? I, I feel like people are expecting me to like say that I had like a, a job at the league or something cool. Like that. <laughs> Shout out to Eli Horowitz for getting his dream yes. job Sparks. That's dope. Anyway. Um, well, we bought a house. We got, uh, we moved into, a uh, essentially my wife's hometown here in South Ogden of Utah. We thought we were moving into the area where our kids would go to Bonneville High School and be the Bonneville Lakers, which I was excited about. It turns out we will be in Ogden High School territory, meaning our kids would be ah. Tigers. That means nothing today because <laughs> they won't be in school for at least a decade <laughs> and a half. By then, there will be like four new high schools here probably or something like that. That's true. But yeah, we, we moved in. Um, we've had, you know, we had holidays and, and all of that good stuff and. Um, as we were prepping for postseason stuff, um, for anyone who knows, the housing market is just complete chaos. And so out of the blue, we found out we had a buyer on our old home and were able to, to find a home that we loved that we had had our eyes on hoping it'd still be available and it was available and everything's worked out pretty swimmingly there. But I will say like that moment finding out, um, for me at least, that we actually had a buyer in our home, which is really hard to do right now was not equivalent, but it had notes of finding out that your spouse's water broke. Like it had that, like, oh, where are we going? What do we do now? <laughs> like, how do we hit? Okay. All right. Do we have the bag? Let's get the bag, find the bag. Like, and so uh, we did a lot of that getting things settled and we're, we're finally in and ready to go. And just with all of that and balancing things out, things got a little out of hand with the point we had in free agency or not free agency, but off season, it was sort of convenient, but it really wasn't because many <laughs> things happened in that time. But I'm just, Oh, by the way, probably the easiest way to explain this, I think is what you were telling me to get to was because we were in the middle of a move and we were on the market. All of my pot equipment was packed up until just recently. Yes. So I was ill-equipped to get the job done. Um, and if yeah. you, and you know, Twitter almost died. So it was hard for me to be able to communicate online about that. So I wasn't, you know, <laughs> if you follow me there, I wouldn't have been able to say anything there. So 
I'm just glad to be back. It's so good to have you back on. Yeah, I mean, it essentially came down to, you know, you guys were making that move and all of your stuff had been packed up and it had been packed up for, you know, a couple weeks yes. and then you make the move and then obviously probably not at the top of your list of, you know, getting things unpacked in your home is your podcasting equipment, you know, because, you know, <laughs> you, you prioritize your family because <laughs> you're a good person. Yes. You know, and then we have the holidays. So we kind of took a little bit of a break for each of us to have a, a little bit of some holidays. And now we're back You're, when we found out when Logan and I found out that you were able to hop on tonight. Uh, I, I did a, an actual fist pump, like in the air in, and my wife, <laughs> asked me she's like she's like what was that and i was like steve's joining us tonight and she was like oh good like it was it was a, a physical reaction that i had when <laughs> like, i found out you'd be able to be on with us yeah it's funny <laughs> I, I mean logan's great logan's great he's fine we've just missed steve <laughs> first of all i agree with that like, i have nothing to add <laughs> i agree i i believe i believe logan is fantastic but I don't have a good impression uh, for this, but I do have to say in my best Roy Kent voice, don't you dare settle for fine. <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, we're, the we're fact that all the of us episode because Steve has finally watched Ted. That's, that's probably the, the bigger, that all of us the bigger, watched bigger update, that makes the bigger so happy. update to, to us moving and me be back on the show is that in the interim, I finally had time to watch Ted Lasso and it changed. <laughs> it's, it's, it really truly is kind of bluey for adults, even though bluey for adults is bluey. Um, <laughs> that's true. But yeah, it was. Uh, it's changed my health, but it just it, it it's turned a new leaf for me. Um, but I'm just excited to talk about basketball again. Yes, it's been, it's been too long. Yes, let's do that. Let's do that. Uh, if you need to, if if you would like to get in contact with us, feel free to hit us up on all of our socials. Were you about socials, to say if you are, need to contact us? <laughs> I was. If you need to contact us, if you want to stay in contact with us and, and check in on all of our content, you can hit us up on our socials. We're active on Twitter. We also have a, a TikTok that will be getting more and more content coming up soon. Um, uh, the best place for you to find all of our stuff is on WNBANation.com. You can listen to episodes. You can shop merch. You can... We have all of our links to everything else there. It's a fantastic job. Logan has some plans for some blog posts coming up soon. I've got mock drafts that I've been working on. Uh, in fact, was was just finalizing some of it earlier today. And um, so stay tuned for that. That's going to be another podcast episode as well as a blog post coming up there. We've got a lot of content that's going to be ramping up coming your way for 2023. Um I think 2023 is going to be the best year for this podcast ever, and I can't wait to get started. But let's go ahead and begin with some free agency talk. Agency discussion. This is the hot, hot goss right now. This is the hot, hot gossip that everybody's been wanting to to hear. This is a big free agency year. I do not I do not like that. I do not like hot goss. <laughs> you don't like hot goss? <laughs> What's wrong with hot goss? Logan, we have a we have a TikTok now. We have to <laughs> we have to we have to spill the tea as it were. Steve doesn't like natty. I don't like hot goss. We all That's true. That things. is a take I gave to Logan uh yesterday. Um I didn't even watch the national championship football game, but I just let him know because I saw it, it was trending on Twitter. Anytime someone takes any sports national championship game and calls it the natty, it drives me insane. <laughs> it's just like, you know what? That's kind of a big deal. We can call it like the Super Bowl is not the soupy. We, we don't have to do that. It's <laughs> no, going to be. Someone's going to do example. it. <laughs> someone's going to do it. The soupy. <laughs> the like, soupy. Wow. Steve, this this feels like an appropriate time to tell Steve that we have rebranded our show for the next three months. WNBA Nation, The Road to the Natty. <laughs> road to the Natty. I, I, I literally spewed out my drink unless, when Steve said the soupy. Unless the I had title, to mute myself because it made all kinds of noise. Unless the title that is being leveraged is taking place in Cincinnati, Ohio, that it's just not a sure. proper term. Then it can be the name. Unless you're down the road from Piccadilly, you're not allowed to make that call. And that's just how it goes. <laughs> Big up to John Moxley. But like, uh, yeah, I, that's just my take, but, but yeah, we have to TikTok guys. 
things now. Sorry, I took I it guess. way off. That's on no. Me. That's on. You me. know what? The three of us being back <laughs> on mic for the first time in like a, a month or two, you're gonna get a little bit of this. The guy, the the, the crew talk about stuff. I. I have one weird TikTok question that will derail another conversation, but I'm going to save it for the end because I do want to talk about free agency. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Let's go ahead. And first of all, we're going to give you what you need to know as far as, um, term, terms and knowledge, terms and knowledge, terminology that you need to know as far as free agency goes and what, um, you know, when, when you hear different terminology being given for these players as far as, you know, that gives you a hint as to what their situation is and what teams can and cannot do um, regarding those players. So let's kind of break that down for those of you who are maybe entering into the first WNBA free agency that you've paid attention to and you really want to know everything that's going on. Um, let's just go ahead and, and kind of break down some of these, some of these terms. Um, Logan and Steve, you guys got those terms pulled up there? I do. Yes. All right. Steve, you want to break down what's the difference between an unrestricted free agent and a restricted free agent? Can you hook us up there? I feel like I'm in like a pop quiz. Like I'm about to take a midterm and it's like Jeopardy day in class. I am a teacher. Yeah. (laughs) Unrestricted and restricted. The base of it is that I may pull just directly from the WWE league, the language that they've set out, but essentially unrestricted uh, provided they're not. And we'll talk about core designation probably in a second. Provided they're not designated um, through court requirements, they essentially have the open ability to sign with any team that they agree on a contract with. Uh, players with fewer than five years experience in the league aren't eligible for qualifying offers. I think that's one main contingency. So like, if they run into that, they fit into that outside of that five years, it's pretty much just anyone who reaches the end of their formal contract. They hit unrestricted free agency status. So that's fairly, that's what you would almost call like a traditional free agent outside of the core designation. Uh, restricted free agents essentially as a, the restricted is where this makes a lot of sense. Essentially this gives teams leverage to be able to maintain a player, um, over time. So a restricted free agent is still able to negotiate with teams, a set offers, as opposed to being given a formal offer and a contract there, they'd be given what's called an offer sheet. This offer sheet can be matched by their current or former team, however you designate it. And if that offers matched, they would remain with that team. So in a way, restricted free agent still allows for free agency for players, but also in some ways, it also is used as a strong leverage point. Honestly, for players to be able to get better terms with a current team and, you know, better years in their contract and better pay and things of that nature. But that's kind of the idea is your unrestricted free agents, your UFAs, that's who you're going to hear most of the discussion about because they're very traditionally free agents. Your restricted free agents, you sort of take with a grain of salt. You might hear that an offer's in place, but you got to be patient because you want to see if that offer sheet gets matched by the current team before they determine if... Uh, we can actually make claim that a player is changing teams. Did I miss anything huge there? No, I think you, I think you nailed both of those. Very well done. Very well done. Um, Logan, how about reserved players and core players? All right. This feels like in class when you know the answer to the first question, but then the second one is a little bit more confusing. And you're like, Dang, <laughs> I should have gone first. So core players are essentially what they sound like um, a team can core a player and re- like basically just guarantee exclusive negotiating rights with that player. Generally like in practice, if you see someone is a core player, it's because they're making close to max money. Um, those are your, right. just the franchise staple. We don't want anyone messing with like our plans for the future core player. It's different than a franchise tag. Sometimes you'll see, I bet if you go back and listen to old podcast episodes, you probably hear me talking about how it's like a franchise tag. It's really not. Playing under the core designation isn't a slight or a bummer to the players. <laughs> so right. that sounds different. Uh, reserved players are just players with three or less, three or fewer years of service that it says here they can receive qualifying offers to become reserved players. The reserved players prior team has exclusive negotiating rights. So it's, Basically, like we drafted you or we traded for you extremely early in your career, and we have like first dibs. That's right. That's your kind of layman's term for it. Yeah, it's it's kind of similar to a core player, but it's just for like 
you know, those, those players who yeah. are pretty new to the league. In a way, the difference is a reserve player is almost solely based off your experience. If you have three or fewer years, if you get early in your career, you're at the reserve designation before you would hit restricted free agent designation before you would hit unrestricted free agent designation. Core players are handpicked by a team. I believe you got something right. wrong. You can have one at a time. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if they've changed up the limit, but there is a limit of quarter designations a player can have within their career. Um, so yeah, you, I think that two. Um, I believe it's four. <laughs> yeah, possibly. I don't know if they extended it to five, but I believe it's maybe four. it's like two in a row or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, you can't do it. You can't do it twice in a row for the same player. Yeah, there's the language. The language by the league, if they a player is not eligible to be given core designation if they have played pursuant to a core player contract for two or more seasons. Um, gotcha. So I think you could do, yeah. So it's like, you can't do it over an extended period of time and they can only have, I believe the, the limit is four for a player. So if they've exceeded that amount and they become an unrestricted free agent, there is just nothing you can do. So that's a part of the leverage of being a core player as well Is not only is it tend to go to a player who is your franchise, they, you know, not that it's always standard this way, but they tend to be someone that is going to be sticking around or at the very least is someone who it's not going to completely burn bridges to core that player, though that is technically a right of a team if they wanted to, but they usually wouldn't. But also it's actually good leverage for the long-term mobility for a WNBA player that if I get cored now, that means I'm closer to reaching that limit. Right. They can't be cored as much later. So that later in my career, I have the ability to move around if needed. You know, just, you know, yeah. adding leverage. So, all right. So now that everybody knows the main key terms, here's some dates that you need to be made aware of. As of, <laughs> as of January 11th or the night that we are recording this, qualifying offers and core player designations start to be delivered. So that would be for your reserved and your core players. That's what starts happening right now. So teams are deciding if they want to reserve or core different players starting January 21st is when negotiation starts. So that's when the players start negotiating with different teams. Um, there can be some offers being made back and forth. It gives teams opportunities to sign those offers or to match those offers, for example, with a restricted free agent. And then February 1st is the day that all of you need to be paying attention. You need to, if you're not on Twitter, hop on Twitter. If you're not following along with on all of the social media with different you know, WNBA ties. That's where you need to be paying attention because that's when things start to really come about because that's when the player contracts start to be signed. That's when things start to become official and announcements are made. If you're watching that, the negotiation starts on the 21st, but February 1st is when things start to become official. Obviously there's going to be a lot of rumors going on between those two days and then more solidified information on the February 1st. So pay attention as that's coming up. All right. Now that we've given you all the background and hopefully, you know, for those of you who've done this before, you maybe just sped up through that portion, which is totally fine if you did. But with all of that, this might be the, uh, the crazy, maybe not the craziest cause we haven't seen what happened, but I think the most star power that is available through free agency that I've ever seen in the league in the last, you know, five plus years that we've been covering the league. Um, am I way off base there? Am I just not remembering other seasons as well? Or do you, would you guys agree that the star power, the, the big names this year are, are like every, like it pick a big name and they're probably a free agent. That's hard to measure because I think some of it, when you go off the potential movement, it's pretty big. Mm -hmm. I will say, Candace going to Chicago is a hard one to match, but for instance, we'll talk about this, but if we see a Bree Stewart end up in New York, then yeah, I mean, the potential, that's huge. I will say in terms of dialogue and coverage and discussion, the the league is ever gradually gearing closer and closer to the world of free agency being a discussed event in itself. People always make a joke about the MNBA that like, free agency is more popular on social than the actual season itself. That it's like a bigger, it's, it's become a reality show unto its own. It's become a big discussion. Right. And while obviously the WNBA is nowhere near that level of drama, we're getting to a point where dialogue within free agency is becoming more of a thing. So I would say 
it's hard to measure if star power wise, this is his bigger free agency year, but it really does feel like a free agency, a big free agency year in that we've seen more narrative passed around than we've ever seen before. And because of that, you slowly are potentially learning more about certain players and certain teams and understanding just what the impact of these moves can be. And it makes it pretty exciting. Whether or not that all stands to be true is what it is, but that's like, we all know what the truth will be when the truth happens. Until then, the rumor mill is right. kind of the prettiest girl, the you know, the prettiest person at the dance. <laughs> I had to make that equal, but like it's, it, but yeah, I think I think that's what speaks to it. But in terms of like star power, I think it is pretty strong. I mean, we look at the names involved and and just how much could fall. You know, I'll put it this way: the domino effect of when a certain move happens, you're going to start to see things go nuts. That explosion stands to potentially be as big as it's ever been. That's I I, I think that's a, a fair statement, Steve. I think that being able to say that when one large domino falls this year, it really could have a big impact on a lot of other things. And I understand that there is going to be some negotiation that's going to happen behind the scenes. You know, we may hear rumors about, you know, Stewie's going to be going a certain place and if that's the case, then maybe that team now has some additional leverage to sign other players. And we may see some of that. Uh, maybe that those discussions are going to start happening behind closed doors. Maybe players are going to wait. Oh, man. OK, Stewie did sign with, let's say, New York. Now, you know, now that New York offer might seem a little bit more, you know, appealing to other players. So mm-hmm. I think that I think that's a, a pretty fair statement. Um, Logan, can we start? I, I got a question for you since I, I just want to really get into to some of this. There are a lot of teams with a lot of cap space this year. Yes. I'm, I'm just going to rattle off a few of them here. Really, there's five teams that have significant cap space. That would be the Seattle Storm are over a million dollars in cap space. The Sparks with just barely under a million dollars in cap space. The Dream at 942000 Chicago Sky... 931,000 and Phoenix Mercury with 881. Everybody else in the league is around 500 or less, but those five, it seems like they just have a ton of money to go out and do a lot with that. Logan, if you are one of those teams, give me some of the players right out the gate that you immediately want to start contacting as soon as that February 21st date happens. Uh, first of all, even though the rumors for the the Stewie to Brooklyn thing have been running for like over a year now. If you're a GM at any of those teams and you don't at least make the call, you should be fired. Call, get someone in Seattle on the phone and let Bree know your team is interested. <laughs> she's 28 years old. She's the best player on the market. She's absolutely in her prime and she's a game changer for anybody in the league. So once they tell you no because she's headed to New York... Um, <laughs> you've got, I mean, it depends on need, but the big names are obviously you've got Neko Gumuke out on the open market. The, the sparks are kind of looking to completely refresh what they've got going on there. Um, she's really, I think she's like the last kind of member of the championship team that's still there, um, from a couple of years ago. Um, technically Candace Parker's on the market. Doesn't feel like she's going to go anywhere, but it's a name to be aware of. She is now 36 years old. So she's, maybe she goes hunting for rings. Maybe I don't, you know, I don't, she and Diana Tarazi are kind of names that I hold in the back of my mind. Like they're not going to go anywhere, but just know that teams are kind of working around what they're going to offer them money wise and what they can do in free agency because of that. Um, Tina Charles, who kind of had a hard time finding a home last year. Um, remember, she ended up in Phoenix at the beginning of the year. We thought Phoenix was going to be, well, I won't say we because we were right about this, but a lot of people thought Phoenix was going to be a superpower <laughs> in the league. Um, obviously, season did not go as they planned for a variety of reasons. Not all of them in their control. Tina Charles ended up in Seattle. Didn't have the year you'd expect necessarily from a former MVP, but she's still one of the most decorated players in the league. She's on the market and she's going to find a home. Uh, let's see. The Chicago. Just the entire Chicago sky. Um, <laughs> Courtney Vandersloot. I mean, she's Vandersloot's at the point where she could retire and go to the Hall of Fame. She could keep playing in Chicago. She could go elsewhere. You've also got Emma Meesman. Um, probably the like 
like the secret sauce of every team that she's been on. Like everybody who watches the league knows that she's a star. Everybody that doesn't watch the league has never heard her name before. Emma Wiesman is out there. Um, who else? Oh, Azrae Stevens, another Sky player. Um, Tierra McCowan. Uh, just because you never know what Dallas's plans are, and you don't know who they're going to retain, who they're going to move, who they're going to let go. <laughs> uh, Tier McCown would be an interesting. I I suspect that Bree Stewart is the first domino that has to fall, and then a lot of other names are going to follow. Uh, Tier McCown is going to be one of those where uh, I think a team really in need is going to be able to. Uh, you know, she's a center in a league that. You have to have a center. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to have someone who can play on both sides of the floor and be big. And uh, I don't know. I'd be interested to see where she ends up. Um, those are kind of the big ones. I, I'm going to throw an extra. I'm not trying to slight the Dallas Wings, especially because we were kind of harsh to them in our last episode. But I wouldn't be shocked if restricted free agent Marina Mabry was offered a lot of money by some team, not Dallas and Dallas didn't match just because I never know what Dallas's plan is. So if, if Dallas wants uh, a Rike to go for like 60 shots a game this year and just be the team's entire offense, maybe uh, if someone comes along with a a juicy enough offer, maybe they see maybe go, but that's absolutely that. Maybe I should reserve that for the bold, uh, the bold take portion. Some bold predictions there. Uh, Steve, as far as, as far as initial pairings or, or thoughts that you have, obviously there's some of these teams that have some pretty, like a ton of cap space. There's other teams like New York, who we've heard a lot of rumors. They only have 380 grand to work with, but obviously through trades or different things can move some money around. Um, you know, they've been mentioned a lot with Brianna Stewart. Um, any pairings right out the gate that you feel like, just make a lot of sense in your mind as far as players to teams. And I'm, you know, we'll get into some bold predictions here in a sec, but maybe some lesser, less bold predictions. What are, what are some things that really just kind of make sense in your mind, Steve? Less bold predictions. It's hard to tell. (laughs) I, um, I think it's as if we zero in on teams, we zero in on players and those scenarios. I think other thoughts come to mind, but there certainly are a handful of pieces that really stand out. One of the biggest, Outside of some of the major names, like I look at, uh, um, obviously we, we, Brianna Stewart is potentially going to rocks, you know, ruffle up some feathers. Apparently Candace Parker could be in a similar situation. Um, one player who almost, once we find out where their fitting is almost to me, well, it's hard to tell because this is a restriction and this is a name that, that Logan called out. I feel like Tara Bacowan is going to end up kind of being who's going to tell the story, like what the stories of free agency is going to be because mm. front court stability is a huge need on a lot of teams. And yes. Dallas has a lot of decisions to make with what the future of their franchise needs to feel like. And is McCowan that answer is, you know, I mean, they have so many players that they need to start divvying through and determining finally, okay, this is the core pieces we're going to start working with. Because once Chicago started making those decisions, they got their star player and turned in a championship performance. And I feel like not not that I'm saying Dallas is getting to a a championship level that they have a ways to go, but they have decisions to make. And I think with McCowan, you can see McCowan dropping into it. You know, a lot of these teams that have a myriad of cap um, active on the, you know, or, or space available, you know, you could see McCowan trying to fill a spot in Seattle. McCowan could even make sense in LA or, um, she potentially could be wooed a pretty sizable offer in Atlanta where they would almost tell her like, you would be like potentially the second drop, you know, like we, we could have some big belief in you here. Um, there's a chance that the aces have the sexiest meeting anyone's ever had. Um, business wise, and she's willing to take the lowest of low ball offers, which I don't even think is possible. And they're able to trade around room somehow and do something crazy. I have no idea what the aces are going to do with their front court. And I See, just don't want it to be Tina I Charles, thought, but that's, I thought the aces were going to go get Tina Charles, like after the free agency frenzy sort of subdues yeah. and that everyone would just kind of look at their roster and go, Oh, that sucks. 
<laughs> it's just tough, though. I don't think McCowan is going to Vegas. That's that. That was kind of my call. But I, I think the options are wide open for her, and could be enough that when that offer comes in, Dallas says, "You know what? All right, we're not going to match this. I think we're going to invest our time elsewhere, and we might see that change, and it might set some really interesting spots in place." In turn of who a lot of those role players are going to be that start telling the story of what this is going to look like. So that's an intriguing dragon to chase. We'll have to see where that goes. I'm not 100. I want to make clear right now. I have no, this is pure and utter speculation. I have nothing to back this up except for my own wild mouth and stupidity. I'm not 100% sold on the feeling that DT is a lock to stay in Phoenix. I really am not. Am I up? Uh, is is the, ma- the bold? All right. The bold prediction section is here. We're in it now. Is the majority, <laughs> is the majority timeline there? But that's like the one take that I go like, that's how unspeakable this whole situation is. Cause like, there's a lot of stuff that. If it doesn't, that, that looks like it's going to happen in Phoenix, that if it doesn't happen, you might see some people making brash decisions. The last thing that I'll call out, and a name that just seems to have not been bandied about that's on the unrestricted list that I think is highly interesting is NECA. Because while it feels like staying in LA makes a lot of sense, there is a lot of scuttlebutt about what could be happening in the, in LA and the dynasty they seem to want to be building there. And, a part of that may come at the hands of, of NECA, like of NECA either definitely fitting into it or very graciously not. And the second I say this out loud, she'll get like a core designation and I'll be shut right up. But yeah, I like, I think there's a lot of interesting takes there. Uh, I've taken up way too much time on this. The one last name I'll throw up just cause I know, I think Logan might've hit on it for a second, but I know Kyle definitely wants to, talk about it is Sammy Whitcomb because I think she's been invaluable in New York so far. And I'm interested to see how hard New York is going to actually work to keep her given the other moves that they want to make. Because when you look at the playoff potential, they like the, the ability they've had to have some level of playoff contention, given a lot of what they've gone through as a young team, it stands reason to me that she's been hugely invaluable in that. And I'm interested to see where they take it, but. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands. So you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great, too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. I I like a lot of these names that have been brought up. I think uh the Diana Taurasi... Call out Steve, I think is really interesting because if you think about Candace Parker to Chicago a couple years ago, nobody really, uh, I don't think a lot of people saw that one coming. Everybody's like, oh, she's been with LA her whole season. She's just going to, or her whole career. She's going to stay with LA. There's no reason for her to move. And all of those arguments stay true with Diana Taurasi. Um, she's been there even longer. Um, she's won three championships there. Um, you know, yeah. she's got Brittany Griner. We, we, I guess we assume again that Brittany Griner, technically Griner is an unrestricted free agent as well, but we assume that Griner is going to be returning with the, with the Mercury based on her own comments. Does DT stick around with that? I don't think that, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities that DT goes somewhere and has maybe in the twilight of her career an option to go, go just spend some time. You know, we, uh, 
we we saw that happen with several players. I mean, Candace Parker's one, but Simone Augustus went to the Sparks. You know, it's it's not out of the realm of possibility for someone in the last career uh, season or two of their career to go and and do that. We've seen it in uh, across all sports at every level. So yeah, um, yeah, I I will say this, and I mean, one take of it is I I do think there was heavy speculation on the potential of Candace going to Chicago, but I do think a lot of people held it with a grain of salt because it was just like, it's just that classic take of like, Oh, go to your hometown and right. Do this and the other. We don't know if that's going to happen. I'm actually interested to see where all the speculation leads to her coming back to LA, which is really interesting to me, but yeah, I want to make clear. Do I think Diana Taurasi will be in a Phoenix Mercury Jersey this season? Yes. But I'm not completely <laughs> sold on the idea that that's like a complete done deal. What I th- say now is among the teams that I'm most interested in watching what their movement's going to look like, Phoenix is high on that list because what they decide to do and what they're able to accomplish in terms of Skylar Diggins Smith is going to tell a really interesting story because it seems like there's a lot going on behind the scenes between Diana Taurasi and Skylar Diggins Smith and Vanessa Nygaard. And where that relationship lies. Some of that isn't speculation. We saw it on Twitter. And so there's some speculation of mine to be said that if the Mercury aren't able to find a worthy enough deal on Skylar Diggins Smith, say they're looking to trade her, they don't find something that works, and they end up saying, We're gonna try and stand pat with this because it's not, you know, because it we're just not getting the offer we need. Say that happens. If DT looks around the spectrum of options in her coffers and there is potential teams with cap room that are looking to make moves. And that includes, we're talking about Chino Hills alum DT, including somewhere like Los Angeles, which has quite a lot of cap room right now. And being able to say, I'm going to go play in front of a hometown crowd, maybe for the last one or two years of my career. And, and or however long, I mean, she says she's going to be in Paris. So who the freak knows? Um, <laughs> and, and make that happen. Like, I don't think it's the most pie in the sky outlandish call in the world. What's the percentage right. possibility of that? Extremely low, like very, very low. Um, but there's enough going on behind the scenes there that I think there's going to have to be a lot of discussion to determine how well that's going to go. Now, Brittany Griner coming back to play as she's very, very with no abstract language said, I will be playing this year. You would have strong reason to believe that's still going to be in Phoenix. So there's a part of me that wonders you survived a horrible experience that you didn't deserve. You're, you're finally back at home. You've got freedom to make some choices. I mean, you just never know if someone's just like, you know what? Let's scorch some earth. Whatever she decides to do. I'm here for it. I think she'll stay in Phoenix. And I think that there is a lot of intrigue to say, hey, we actually do get a run back to 2021 team that very nearly pulled in a championship. Right. Like, I like, is that narrative going to be enough? Now, there's one piece to that roster that won't be there in that discussion. That's Sandy Brondello. So who knows where that whole situation lies? So, yeah, I mean, I, I just think if you were like ranking teams based off, the amount of interest I have based on their situation, Phoenix is extremely high for me because there's a lot of things that feel like would never happen that may very possibly turn into realities if a few things go north or south. That's super interesting. I, I was going to ask who you guys thought the most, like the most must watch team was going to be in free agency. And Phoenix wasn't really on my radar. Uh, I, I feel like there were a handful of others that I thought were going to hit like a big reset, but you've got me convinced. Like that's a that's a very fair, especially in light of where they were two years ago and where they were last year. It kind of feels like the whole spectrum of of, of outcomes is on the table, right? Yeah, yeah. I think um, I, I feel yeah. you on that. I I I'm curious, Logan. What? So Steve, I, I love Steve's breakdown of Phoenix. There, Logan, you mentioned that Phoenix wasn't on your radar as far as a lot of that went. Who is on your radar? Is this the hat coming? Is I, I had a feeling. Is the yeah. <laughs> Sky fans. I I don't think it's gonna be 
necessarily doom and gloom for the Chicago sky this this free agency. Okay. But it's gonna feel like it at first. <laughs> I I trust that organization and Coach Wade to have a plan and for Kalia Copper and and the million dollars they have to spend. Um to I like that's a team that can go out and get names you've heard of and put a good team together in free agency. But they're they could lose any I mean they could lose five key players. They could lose Vandersloot and Quiggs in a package deal somewhere like Seattle. Um, I've seen the athletic kind of float that one out there. They could I mentioned earlier Emma Meesman could go somewhere. Um Candace Parker, the return to LA has kind of been like floated out there as a rumor. I don't know if that's true or not, but she's probably got a year or two max left on her career, so maybe that happens. It if I mean, if you listen to the last episode, you know like we we feel like they're going to turn the reins over to Copper, and that's what they should do. But I also trust Chicago to go surround her with talent and not go through a year or two of just absolute misery being a bad team. Right. And I don't think they're going to... I mean, I've, I'm sure they'll draft. Well, this is a deep draft. We haven't touched on the draft at all this episode because it's all about, like, we're 10 days away from free agent signings, and we're focusing on that. But that is a piece of this puzzle. And I think combined with being good at drafting and having a deep class and having a million bucks to spend in free agency and a recent ring to kind of wave around at people who might be interested in that sort of thing. Um, I think the Chicago sky are the most interesting free agency team to me just because they could look entirely different roster wise by the start of the season and still maybe be good. Uh, Yeah, that's true. That's it's it, that yeah no Chicago they could also yeah. suck frankly they could also just be <laughs> bottom of the league for a year but yeah I think I think on bare looks there's two teams that stand to be like the the discussion points if you're not playing my Phoenix game I think it's Chicago's mm-hmm. one and the Sparks are the other and and for almost different reasons. yeah LA is the other one I was gonna say this the Sparks the Sparks were the one that that had my attention for sure. The Sparks, based on their their personnel decisions, seem pretty well bent on on taking this in a whole different direction, and and it yeah. almost seems like they want to build a dynasty. And I almost feel like Kurt Miller sees it in his head, like I want to build the methodologies I built in Connecticut with the advantages I could have never had in Uncasville, and. Connecticut fans are going to hate hearing this kind of a smart decision. I, I think it's, I think there's a chance that you could see some interesting moves. The Candace situation, maybe it's because I, I just, maybe I'm not watching something closely enough is a bit confusing to me with that in mind. That said, clearly the Derek Fisher experience wasn't working. Uh, and maybe having that riddled and out of the way might help things a little bit. I think Candace may also see the writing on the wall of a lot of my buddies here in Chicago who I've built a good relationship with and rode to a chip may also not be a part of this. And so is this going to be fun for me? So maybe I move on. But if I could call it one more team, it also comes with probably one of my bigger bull- – and I don't know if you want me to say bold predictions. Sure. For like a segment. No, no. Go for it. But I'm, I'll call this right now. Maybe I'm just full of dumb things to say. Making any prediction in free agency, you're going to feel dumb. Like, cause yeah. we're not going to, nobody's going to get it a hundred percent. If you get it 20%, it feels good. This is my other dumb piece of dumb speculation from a, from a, you know, a dumb guy like me. You've, you've had your <laughs> chance to, to play your hometown. Um, so on, like you've got, you got the promise done in Chicago. Candace, no one can take that away from her. There's a lot of speculation. Oh, you'll go back to your old team and, and try to get them back to a place of prominence before you end your career. And that's a worthy thing. Candace Parker has had a full career resurgence the last couple of years, not just on the court, but off the court. She's on the way to becoming one of the most respected and sought after media personnel we're about to see. She has made that bed by being on, you know, that TNT crew that she stood up to the shacks and the chucks and has taken no, no flack and has done a great phenomenal job, created a personality for herself. And I'm just going to be stupid with stupid speculation. Is anyone curious where TNT's headquarters are? Do you want to know who has $942,000 in cap space this year? The Atlanta dream. 
Is this stupid? Probably. But I think there have been weirder reasons people have made financial decisions than to say, let's keep my workhouses in the same city. Now, obviously, professional athletes travel a lot. It's probably not a big deal, but it's, it's, I, I like it. I like the idea though. I think that, I think that what, I think that what's available there. I don't think that narrative is any crazier than something you'd hear on like first take. That, that shouldn't be the bar though, you know? I don't I don't know if that should be the standard we hold the show. To. I'm just saying I don't think it's a ridiculous narrative. Yeah, I hear you. But I also know that I have nothing to back that up with. So if you get online and call me an idiot, I get you, but nah, like that doesn't happen. What what are you accomplishing here? We've we've weeded we've weeded those people out. We just have cool followers now, so <laughs> we just got cool followers and people who paid for blue check marks. That's how this works. Nah, um, I, don't, I don't even know if we have any of those. <laughs> There's a team that keeps coming to mind that like we, so we've, we've talked Phoenix and I talked a little bit about Chicago and we just talked about the Sparks. And I, I think all off season we're going to be talking about the Sparks because. There's a question of like, how high can they climb now that they've obviously positioned themselves for this specific offseason? The team that we haven't really touched on a lot because I think we all assume we will when the deal happens is New York. Um, and I, I think it's just because like, I don't know if you guys are treating it this way, but I'm sort of treating Bree Stewart to New York like it's a done deal. And not just because I had a dream about it during a midday nap earlier today, although that did happen. <laughs> Logan did tell me about his midday nap dream that he had about <laughs> about this. I get there's, it. There's Been no there. guarantee. I, I don't think she stays in Seattle. They're just they don't have anything around her there, and I think I think she's headed out. And there's obviously lots of ties. We haven't talked about it on on this episode, but there's lots of ties between her and New York. Sorry, I, I'm not trying to refute anything. I just I have a signed Jewel Lloyd jersey. I need to look at really quick. I just you're right. I, one, one year of Jewel Lloyd under contract deserves mention, but I, I, I get really, what you're, I what you're saying is, is totally true though. Is like the Seattle's under, under construction, you know? Yeah. The Seattle dynasty is more or less the door shut there potentially. Yeah, and I, I think she's ready to, to say goodbye and maybe not for the last time because we talked about this in pre-record or, or uh, I, I worded that poorly, but she's 28 years old now. She's fully in her prime. She can go sign a five year deal somewhere play and still return to Seattle younger than when Candace Parker won a championship in Chicago. So mm. that's, I mean, that's way too much in the future and way overthinking things, but just FYI, there's going to be a lot more Bree Stewart in the league. We've, we've got like eight, nine, 10 years left of, of Bree Stewart in the league, if that's what she wants. So um, I think New York makes sense for her now. And we've kind of been talking about it because that's the biggest move. And that's probably the, the biggest bombshell that's going to drop if, and when it happens. But we haven't talked about what that kind of does to the rest of the New York uh, Liberty roster. And I think it's just because it's like, well, we're going to have a, a, like an episode on it when it happens in a week. So, Sure. Yeah, that, that's that's a full episode worthy like deal to, to actually hop in on. That's going to be. Yeah, that's going to be that's going to be big news if, if something like that comes down. Now, I want to play a quick little game with you guys as far as. um how much how much stock do you put into this rumor? Are you buying or selling on these WNBA free agency rumors? All right, so I've got I've got four of them and we've already mentioned a couple of them, but I I want to we're going to go through four of these and I want you to buy or sell based on if you think that it's more likely or less likely to happen. All right? So, question number 1. Are you going to buy or sell on Stewie to New York? Listen, Liberty fans, I'm sorry if I jinxed you, but y'all might be getting a chip this year. Yeah, I'm buying it. Um, <laughs> I I just don't yes. have a full on reason to believe. Like I I I understand that it could just as easily be, hey, I'm going to stay here and be the leader of this team, and you know still a fairly formidable roster and we're going to make this work. And, you know, they have a good coach. They have a really good setup and, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot to enjoy in Seattle. Um, but for the sake of her career, the league aren't allowed to impel anyone on a move, but it would be a very big move for the league. And I just look at the products and I go, how enticing would it be to be able to walk in and have that kind of an impact? It just all makes sense. I get it. It, and and it's something where like, I like it. whatever prediction you're taking the liberty once that move happens, 
is valid. Like if you're calling that, if you're, if you think that this could, this could be a win now situation for the Liberty and they pull out a championship. I, the 2021 sky have something to say about it. Like it, it, it could happen. So yeah, I, I've said way too much when I could have just said buy. I'll, I'll buy this one. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. Logan, how about you buying or selling on Stewie uh, to New York? Ain't no lie. Bye bye bye. Uh, buy all the way. <laughs> wow. I feel it's like, I feel like Logan's that's, almost pandering a little been, bit to Steve that, and I. <laughs> that song has been used in two different versions of the word buy, but not this one. That's interesting. <laughs> one, one yeah, for goodbye, one I for think, drink. I, and then, uh, this is intriguing. That's, <laughs> and now, that's the now on WNBA Nation. Minutes deep into the, into We've the pod. now we come full circle. Uh, and, and for the record, I, I'm, I've always been a big believer in Stewie as one of the best two players in the league at any given time. And I'm always pro. I, she's one of my, you know, heavy considerations for MVP every year. I believe in what she can do to even a mediocre team. And I think New York is better than that. I'm not ready to talk about championships in New York yet, but I definitely think she's going there and I definitely want to see it. But I, I, I'm going to hold off on any potential title jinxing for now. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm sorry that if I did that, <laughs> All but right. I am, I'm ready to have that discussion. <laughs> you know what? Um, I, I don't think you're the, I don't think you're the, the one who people has aren't coming the, after the you on, on Twitter. Uh, history, time will, Steve. Time will certainly yeah. tell. <laughs> I think, <laughs> um, all right. Okay. Rumor number two, rumor number two, Vandersloot to Seattle. I've seen a lot of people putting stock in the fact that Seattle has a ton of money and has just lost their longtime franchise point guard. Do you think? Are you going to put any stock into? Are you buying or selling Vandersloot to Seattle? This is another buy for me. This is I'm going on a going on a spending spree in this segment because I'm I'm buying up all these items. Uh, yeah, I I think if I had to pick a destination that wasn't Chicago, it would be Seattle. And if I ask myself, do I really think uh, Vandersloot returns to a Chicago team that is that I think is going to be completely retooling this year? The answer is no. So. Yeah, not as sure as I feel about the the Stewie move, but uh if you gave it if you gave it a percentage, I'd call it like a 65. Okay. Interesting. Steve, how about you? Are you buying Sloot to Seattle? I'm not right now because I maybe I'm way off balance here, but I'm going to do it. There's there's another semi rumor or at least some discussion in another direction that I think is intriguing. And so the reason that I'm not buying Vandersloot to Seattle is I am buying Vandersloot to Minnesota. Okay. There's a lot of speculation of about that move, playing for Cheryl Reeve, uh playing with Defisa Collier. You know, there's a lot of potential to be a huge impact mover there. And you sit back and go, you had rookie, you had a rookie of the year point guard who they moved on with pretty quickly and they seem to want to make that move. Now, Minnesota could very easily trade for Skylar Diggins Smith and shut a lot of this up mm-hmm. and change that whole trajectory. I think the question that stands there is I think if they do that, it wouldn't be a, a Vandersloot Quigley move, probably. Okay. This would probably be allowing Allie Quigley to make her own decision. And it's not a rare situation for two married players to play in different cities. It's very, sure. Very we've much, seen that plenty. Yeah. We've seen yeah. that plenty across the league. So I don't know that that's high on the list. Now, if they, if they stand by that, Seattle makes a lot of sense. They certainly have almost exactly twice the amount of money. Uh, to work with as Minnesota does to make, to make that happen. So I think it's a high potential, but, um, I think the recipe they could cook with Vandersloot in Minnesota might be just a little enticing because you're talking about a team who could make a lot of really interesting noise. At the start of last season, that wouldn't have been the discussion because I thought that if you guys remember their historic drop at the start of the season and then they had a kind of a roaring comeback, but, right. um, there was a point where I thought they were doing like an ultra tank for Paige Beckers. Now it seems a little bit different, but yeah. 
That's that's <laughs> my right. take as it stands now. And also, at some point, I have to sell on some of these rumors. So, gotcha, gotcha. Um, I think I think this one really stems from a lot of what similar things that we hear about every player. Oh, the homecoming, you know, the the Gonzaga connection that she has uh, in Washington. You know, like I think that's where a lot of it comes from. Um, let's hop into uh, our third of four rumors for buy sell. Are you guys buying or selling on Candace Parker's return to LA? Uh, <laughs> I, I thought this one might be tough for Steve to like <laughs> to, to, um, to grasp. This grasp might be. With. I just want. I'm reading through one thing, and I just want to see. I'm selling this mainly okay. because I don't understand why this is such a heavy rumor. Truly and honestly, <laughs> other than. Maybe Candace Parker really, really wants to play with a great coach like Kurt Miller. And I get that. Like that stands. It's its own test. I get that. She had a really good partnership with Neko Gumake and there's some potential there. I sort of get that as well. I get the idea of wanting to shut up someone who kind of was categorically her opposite in Liz Cambage. And I, I love Liz Cambage as much as anyone, but the idea of like, I may, maybe go back to LA, do something she couldn't pull off there, you know, cause I think Candace loves a good narrative. I get all of that, but I'm not seeing this big reason why, like it makes obvious sense. She's going to go back to Los Angeles. This was the place she very willingly moved away from to, to hike on over to Chicago. I don't know if she necessarily leaves Chicago Immediately, for one, because of something that Logan already said, if they lose an amount of their core talent, I still think they may be able to maintain a good amount of talent. And Candace can very much be a part of that. So I don't necessarily I just if I understood a little bit, maybe if someone sat me down and gave me a real like walkthrough of these are the reasons why everything's pointing to her specifically going back to the Sparks. I. Maybe, but I just right now don't understand it. That's my, gotcha. that's my take on it. So that's why I'm selling it. Okay. Uh, uh, Logan, what are your thoughts? Uh, I'm out on this one. I, I'm selling it. I agree. I most likely, I think Candace Parker actually stays in Chicago as kind of the one remaining pillar. Um, like it's Kalia Copper's team, but Candace Parker's. Like Kenneth Parker will be there and be effective even at what is she, 38 now? Doesn't matter. Who cares? 30, 36. I don't know. She's it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So <laughs> <laughs> um no, I, I think she stays. And and it's I I don't have like my ear to the ground or a beat reporter informing me or anything. It's just a matter of this whole offseason, we've looked at the host of names that are gonna be available in free agency, and I've kind of mentally ticked the ones that I think like they're gonna be on the move, they're gonna be on the move. And for some reason, it just never struck me that Candace Parker would want to go anywhere else. Um, mm-hmm. She went and got her ring. It looks like she has a lot of fun playing with Copper. I think even if the core of that team moves on, she's the perfect type of veteran to build around and maintain a great defensive presence. She's just one of the best stars in the league. Um, and I, I think she just likes it there, honestly. <laughs> like I, I think the LA days are over. I, I could see her moving on to a team that isn't Chicago or LA even, but... Um, that's a that's a sell for me. All uh, right. Yeah. Um yeah. I I have one more thought about this whole situation with Candace and the Sparks, but I have a feeling another rumor is coming up that's going to reveal my thoughts on it. So, I'm going to hold okay. off, but just a teaser. We'll see. Uh, I I kind I kind of dug for for this last one. Um well, not, I I well, I didn't di- I didn't dig too far. I didn't dig too far. There's been articles on this. Um this one is not actually with a free agency as much as it would be trades and maybe freeing up some cap space to move some other players in. Um, but we've seen some rumors surrounding one John Quell Jones, who is currently under contract with the Connecticut sun. Do you think that are you buying or selling on the Connecticut sun moving John Quell Jones and entertaining I. Uh, entertaining offers for trades for John Quell. My initial reaction is I'm selling it. But then I think about the teams and maybe even the desperation 
and the money that's floating around in free agency. And there's probably a team crazy enough to make the right offer. Mm. Do I know who it's going to be? No, probably Dallas. <laughs> They're probably Dallas is probably going to trade 12 players and a car <laughs> and, and just trot out John Quill Jones and four traffic cones and be like, this is our team this year. <laughs> what we I love is, threes, is that, that Logan has made a hard pivot from Indiana to Dallas over the last 12 months. <laughs> Hard pivot ever since the WNBA draft no, last season. All of a sudden, Indiana is off the table and it's on to Dallas. <laughs> if you, if you, uh, if you're on WNBA TikTok, like uh, some, some of the other accounts, there is a strong running narrative that doesn't just live at this podcast that is simply, I just don't know what the wings are doing. I don't know. <laughs> don't know what they're about and I don't know uh, what they're doing. And that was basically, there were former players being like, that was our scouting report when we play Dallas. Like, we're not oh, sure what geez. Dallas we're getting tonight. So just get out there and play good defense. Like, it's just, it's, it's an interesting game. And I, and so I kind of see Logan's point of like, Dallas is kind of that wild case where like they might yeah, do some nuts like that. Don't underestimate. And Steve, Steve, you know this because you're a baseball guy. Don't underestimate a team's willingness to swing for the fences after they miss out on their A1 that they tried to get in free agency. Padres. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because it, it, there are teams that are going to try to be in win-now mode, and they're not going to get Bree Stewart, and they're not going to get Tierra McCowan, and they're going to have to put a package together to show, like, look, we are making an effort to put people in the seats and to win games this year. Now, I... Logan, are you... Have you? I don't want to cut off if you still have that one was, of the John Quill stuff. That was it. That was it. I am. This is another one where it's kind of like maybe you could say who knows what backs what up or not. That said, I am sort of like with a full throat buying this one. The question is where I think there's two cent like there's two very scintillating options. The first. That's come up is Washington. Ooh. And that would be all levels of spicy to get to watch John Cole play with Lady Deladon. In terms of her wanting to play there, there's some potential. I believe she went to school in not University of Maryland, but I believe she played high school ball or something to that level in Maryland. And so there's some potential there. I think she could find a good fit there. Ooh. Another thing, and I've already alluded to this. You know someone who really, really, really likes John Quill Jones, who's like really into John Quill Jones's game? Oh, Kurt Miller, <laughs> Kurt yeah. Miller. Yes. He One could, reason that I it. see the it. Candace move not happening because I'm not sure if the Sparks are fully in on the Candace move mm. because you have a chance at a John Quill Neca front court. Oh, that would I'm be that would be something. Um, I think and I'm really into this, like. I don't know what they give up. Again, it's all pure speculation, but I look at the pieces that are in play. And if I'm Kurt Miller and I say, I have to leave this team of formidable balance and discipline and talent. And you say, I get to take one of them with me and it's the 2021 MVP. That, I mean, that's a solid of a trade. That's, that's coach Lasso getting to bring coach beard. I mean, that's value exponential. <laughs> maybe, maybe you guys know this already, but it was a surprise to me just now when I looked, anybody want to venture a guess on how old John Cole Jones is? 20, um, 20, no, she's what? 26. Nine? She's 29. Oh, she's 29. Nine. All right. In, in the prime, in the yeah. prime, not at the dawn of the prime, but in the prime. That's I think twenty seven to thirty one is your is your window for like you're gonna get the best years of this player. Right. That's that's easily a trade worth doing for them. Yeah, um, I can go for that. Well, and here's the thing, because LA basically has a wide open book, they could go out and say, All right, who do you want, Connecticut, in any of these free agencies? And they can sign that player and then look to trade that player. And making sure that, yep. and that provides with some flexibility and cap for both teams. So, I think they have a lot of heavy value yeah. that way. I also think the Sparks might be aggressive in those moves because they know they're not picking up another star in a draft anytime soon. Right. So 
I, I think that's where they hold that. And it's kind of, do you center a package around a Kennedy Carter? Do you, or, well, you can't, sorry, my bad. Uh, well, yeah, I can. <laughs> sorry. No, I sure. got my wires crossed. My brain yeah, just good. blew up. Yeah, you, you can't like it comes down to how you package it, how you center everything down. But like it, I think I just feel like it's a solid move. It could, could this be just me making up fiction? Everything I say seems that, but I, they, I feel like there's definitely narrative there. That's my question. I think the only thing that could hold you off on the John Quill move just comes down to destination, like where makes sense. But I think there are a lot of places that make sense. And I think if any organization gets a whiff that John Quill Jones is on the move, you, you have to make one call. I think it would be really dumb of any team to not make one call. Yeah. Um, and just take a shot at it. So I'm intrigued to see where that goes. Okay. Well, that was, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun to, to get some takes on each of those buy sell rumors. Now, obviously we are going to be diving much further into individual, uh, situations. Um, we're going to be also coming in with some previews for the WNBA draft and some mock drafts coming your way. Um, We've spent a good chunk of time tonight discussing free agency. We've had a lot of fun. Um, stay tuned. We've got a lot of other content that's going to be coming your way. Some more takes. Um, and as the rumor mill churns, who knows? Who knows? Maybe we will keep you updated with the latest of our thoughts. Um, but Steve and Logan, do either of you have any parting uh, you know, uh, uh, something that we didn't touch on that you thought, man, we definitely got to hit this. Have, have, have we, have we covered it pretty well or, or is there anything that you got to bring up before we call it a night? I'm uh, I feel like I'm better at being reactionary than being uh predictive. Okay. So I'll probably have a lot for you in about 10 days. Um, <laughs> Sounds good. I think that's, that's all my thoughts for now. I don't know about Steve. I just want to say that while this is going on, the NWSL is also in the heat of their own free agency and there's already been some exciting spicy moves generational star Dabinia leaving North Carolina heading to the Casey current that's a huge one Marta is staying in Orlando and Angel City trading up for the number one pick in the upcoming draft for uh, an incoming big time star so if you're if you're new to the world of women's soccer and NWSL, this is a pretty fun year to get into it because there are going to be some really cool, spicy moves. And, you know, that's fun for, for a league that's ever moving and ever growing and doesn't seem terribly scared of expansion. They, they're making some fun happen. So I just thought I'd throw in my NWSL plug there. Absolutely. For other places to check that out. That's a good place to check that out. Love it. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening, each of you. We appreciate it. We hope that you have as much fun with this free agency as we are about to have. Um, but I believe that's all we've got for you today. For WNBA Nation, I'm Kyle Haywood. I'm Steve Schwartzrich. I'm Logan Jones. And we got you next time.